and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. We've got a lot this week. We do. We, we do. We have comics to talk about. You have an interview with writer, filmmaker, comedian Chris Mancini. Yes, good friend of the show, former guest of the show. Definitely. Uh, Chris Mancini. Uh, we... As you hear in the interview, we talked about him being on the podcast, and I thought he was on the podcast like more than once. Oh, he's on the he's on the podcast at least twice because he was on there for an Iron Man book we did, okay. and he was on there for like a Power Man and Iron Fist. I remember the Power Man and Iron Fist because we did that at the festival. Yes, I remember that. Like I have the picture of him just sitting there, like trying to run the festival. My like, Chris, read a comic, right? You know, <laughs> you're, you're stressing <laughs> yourself out. Read a comic. He's like, okay, yeah. But Chris could be on a little bit later in the show just to talk about his current Kickstarter project, uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, a comic book that he's doing with uh, Fernando Pinto. And, uh, you know, Chris also did a comic book, graphic novel. He's a graphic novel, yes. excuse me, that uh, he did one called Long Ago and Far Away. Yes. That got picked up by uh, Starburns Studios, which if you're familiar with Starburns, you know, they do, well, they originally started like uh, Rick and Morty, Moral Oral. They do it. They did a lot of uh, animation, you know, like they have a podcast network and they have, uh, you know, they obviously have uh, a printing network too of sorts. So uh, it's very cool. Well, Chris will tell us more about it. And uh, if you want to look it up, there'll be a link in the podcast notes as well as uh, just check out kickstarter.com and look up Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. You'll probably find it. So let's get into something known as Disney Plus. Oh, yes. And The Mandalorian. Yeah. So let's talk about we've The seen Mandal- it. We've, we've watched- I mean, as many episodes as there are at the moment. What's kind of great is I like, feel like we're as into it as everybody else is, which is kind of which rare. Which is surprising, actually. And, you know, for me, who I'm not a huge Star Wars person, I mean, I like Star Wars enough, but I'm not like, you know, I can't sit there and tell you all the characters. I've never read in a, a novel for the now uh, no longer canon uh, extended universe, you know, none of that. I've seen all the movies, but I'm not like, you know, a huge dedicated Star Wars fan. But I really am enjoying The Mandalorian a lot. I love Baby Yoda. I know people are like, but it's not Baby Yoda. I know it is not actual Yoda. But I don't know what species Yoda is, and I don't think anybody else does. So until I know, he is a Baby Yoda. And he is fucking adorable, and I love him. So Baby Yoda aside, though, I am really... Oh, but the rest of it I really like. Yeah, because I want to say, like, I'm really happy how... First of all, okay, yeah, like, like yourself, I am not a pod uh star wars guy yeah i you know, like it. i know the movies yeah i'm cool with it i think sure. I, I like how some of the stuff looks I, I i have one star wars figure uh-huh a lobot figure and uh, i think at some point we're gonna have to do a star wars comic i think it's surprising that in, in all the years we've been doing the show i don't even think we have one do we no because we don't really collect them but i would love to do like one of the like marvel comics from like the you know that started back in like the 70s and you know, I mean, kinda... good luck. <laughs> good well, luck no, finding them. I mean, no, we I... might be able to find them collected or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm debating because there's some stuff that I'm just, I, I don't know. I'll read it. You know, I think we could do it. And I think that would be uh, sure. a lot of fun. But yeah. nonetheless, though, uh, The Mandalorian is cool because, well, first of all, it's like a lot of people describe it. It's a Western in space. It's a sure. space Western, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got The Mandalorian, who is a bounty hunter dressed up in Boba Fett 
armor, which is Mandalorian armor. Yeah, you know, it's not his armor, but and he's out there being a bounty hunter. Being a bounty hunter, and he's got a job where he has to bring back the baby Yoda. And there's you know sometimes there's some people are these bounty hunters are trying to kill it. Yeah, and he's like, no, I can't kill it because it's too adorable. So far, it's still alive. We have living Yoda. Yeah, it's a living baby Yoda, but we don't have we don't know how the, what the fate of this baby Yoda is going to be. Well, I'm assuming it's going to live. Let's hope so. <laughs> you, there's gonna be a, I'll tell you what. There's gonna be a lot of angry people. Oh, if yes. that if that kid if that young baby, the Yoda, fifty year old baby, the fifty yeah, yes, the fifty year old baby. I just really like fifty year old baby coming to a theater near you, directed by uh, Judd Apatow. I, I really like this too. Because it's not like a, oh my god, the fate of the universe, you know, we have to save this planet or that planet. It's just like, it's something that's going on within the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And from the world that Star Wars has built, there's a billion of those stories. It's just like, and this is a bounty hunter, and this is what he's doing to, you know, like, do his thing. I, I like that. It's not, you know, it's a little bit of a smaller story, and I appreciate that. I appreciate, I mean, at least now. Right now, we've only seen two episodes. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. I really like the end credits. I like the the drawings. Yeah. Yeah, it's unique. And uh, what I also like, too, is that, again, yeah, as you said, it's something that's happening in the Star Wars universe, but it's not actually, like... It's not Luke and Leia. It's, it's not Luke and Leia. It's not, it's like, It's not this, fucking Darth Vader. It's... Yeah, it's not, it's not a bunch of Death Star Obi-Wan isn't in this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... There's, it's just like some people who live in the fucking universe. Just doing their Star thing. Wars, doing their thing, living their lives. But I like seeing these random characters hanging around. Like like the first like actually I think the first scene, he goes into like a like a bar. Yeah. You know, he goes into a Star Wars bar. On some fucking bullshit planet. Uh -huh. Some ice ball planet in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh yeah, he goes into an ice ball bar and he there's some fuckery going on. Yeah. And there's like one of the dudes there, and I can't remember if it's from uh, the first movie, uh, the first movie, or the Empire, or the Jedi movie, but there's like a squid face dude mm. that there was an action figure of, and I, f I forgot what his name is. I know I can look it up, but I mean, who cares? Squid face. I think that's actually what the toy's name was, Squid Face. Right. But it's not that particular squid face, or maybe it is. But there's a squid face dude hanging out in his ice bar, just yeah. hanging out there. And something, some shit goes down, and he ends up getting like cut in half by Dude, a door. That's fucking awesome! That was really great when he cuts that guy in half. But it's like you got shit like that going on in the in this show, and it's like I'm, I wasn't really ready for that. No, it's like, pretty just, great. Just like the action, like the actual like violence of the action. Like it's obviously there's Star Wars, and there's you know there's people getting shot and shit right, going on. Right. But like, Dude it got cut in half. I mean, you don't see it. But you don't see you it. Know. But it's there. But it's, hey, hey, you know what? It's there. It it and like you said, it's like a western. It's like when the guy walks into a bar, and people start fucking shooting. Yeah, you know, at the very beginning of a western. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. I also really like uh, cameo appearance by Brian Posehn. <laughs> yeah, I actually hadn't seen it, but I did see on his Instagram. He was like, "I'm so excited! Here I am." There's like a picture of like him paused on the TV and then him sitting in front of the TV. I'm in the Star Wars. Yeah, being like, "I'm going to be in Star Wars," which is like a huge dream for him. How is it that and he, he died? In he, Star Wars. <laughs> he was basically like a, an it's ice car planet Uber driver. Yeah, he was like a cabbie, and it was great. It was like a perfect fucking role for him. I'm so glad I got to do it. How is it that you don't you cast Brian Posehn in a Star Wars universe and he's not just a hairless Wookiee? He kind of is. Because he kind of is. He totally like, been able to pull off Because he's gigantic. Wookie. Like he's legit tall. He, he could have been the Wookiee human hybrid or whatever. 
He'd been he like, just... my dad was a Wookiee, my mom was a human. Yeah, my dad was a Wookiee. And just now kinda... here I fucking am. He's like, now kinda... I'm Brian Posey. I'm a hairless Wookiee. <laughs> what are you going to do? Come on. I mean, because you know, you know, definitely know that there's been a human that's fucked a Wookiee. I mean, I assume most anything has fucked anything in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, all things fuck. All, all things. All things are <laughs> fucked. All things fuck other things in the Star Wars universe. It's let's a good put, assumption to make. I'm well, just saying it's a good assumption. Let's put it this way: if if George, George Lucas ain't doing it, somebody else is making that happen. I'm certain there's plenty of fanfic that explores this very topic. Yeah, somebody somebody has and, already and deviant art pages dedicated to it. Oh yeah, Brian, Brian Posehn's already been created on those pages. Oh yeah, <laughs> Brian Posehn's a uh, Wookie Wookie man. <laughs> Posein Baca. Pobaca. 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 Posebaca. Aw. No, uh, Mandalorian's pretty dope. Yeah, it's fun. And if you have Disney Plus, you should check it out. Yeah. Uh, and I guess really not much else was going on. I mean, there's stuff going on, of course, that we're probably just ignoring and not talking oh, I'm, about. I'm but sure. We there's so much going on. But we're not like a news show. Well, no, not only that, but my God, how can we fucking keep up with anything? Yeah, I don't know. I mean... The, there's impeachment hearings. Wrestling Twitter is exploding. Yeah, right. Like, like this fandom's mad. There's Baby Yoda. There's and it's just there, I can't keep track of it. The all. only other thing I want to bring up was uh, the Rock put out a picture of him as Black Adam, which kind of looks like an official DC artwork or something like a, a presentation of sorts. Yeah. And the movie apparently is not coming out till like 2020 or something like that, or 2021 maybe. Sure. And I'm like, whatever. So. Oh, I do want to say though, DC has unveiled a line of credit cards. Oh yeah, you were talking about that. That you can get like Wonder Woman cards and like logos of DC characters. I'm assuming it's like in partnership with somebody. I don't know, whatever. But there is a Batman card, uh-huh. and it's literally that fucking car. It's I mean a better Bat logo, but it's like remember the Bat credit card from Batman and Robin? Oh, so it's actually that card. It's basically that card, and I was like, oh my god, that joke has become real, like. <laughs> like that's 2019 shit, 20, that's 2019 for you fucking shit we're joking about movies years ago is now real and like people are supposed to take it seriously oh nostalgia is terrible it is terrible let's take a quick break and we'll come back with mr chris mancini <laughs> It's Action Film Face-Off! Hello, I'm Jason the Weasel Skull Albrick, and I'd like to tell you about a podcast I do with my brother, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. Action Film Face-Off! Yes, thank you, Jared. Action Film Face-Off is a podcast where my brother and I, who are both military combat vets... Jason was a Navy SEAL! Jason was not a Navy SEAL. Jason was a military intelligence wing. But anyway, in each episode of Action Film Face-Off, we select two different action films. Some of them have Chuck Norris. Technically speaking, none of them have had Chuck Norris yet. But it could happen because we use a randomizer set between 1970 and modern day to select our two films. So you'll always get two films, each from a different year. Our randomizer has spikes on it. We use a Google random number generator, so it does not have spikes on it. And we put the films into our video dome arena. It also has spikes. It does not have spikes. 
where we discuss the films and score them through six different rounds of criteria. I score Bond films very high. Okay, that's true. But anyway, by the end of the episode, we crown one of the action films the champion of action film face-off. Next episode, Jason fights a bear. Jason is not fighting a bear, but please give our show a listen. We're part of the Longbox Crusade Network of Shows. Pat Samson killed a man with a sword once. I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers under Longbox Crusade. Or you can subscribe to just our show by searching for Action Film Face-Off. Come see the blood fly! And that's Action Film Face-Off. We do, indeed, invite you to come and see the blood fly. I just said that! All right, my guest at this time is a uh, former guest on this podcast, uh, the great Chris Mancini. Chris, how are you doing uh, this evening? Great. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Always love talking about uh, comics as well as some of the worst in the collection. <laughs> you were on – what did you do with us? You did a Power Man and Iron Fist, I believe. There was one that uh, it was almost like a spinoff, and I remember the um, the first page was explosive first issue, and then you turned it over, and then the next page, uh, the title of the episode was Endgame. Pachi, <laughs> how many episodes? I th- I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. Okay, so we did we did that. We did a Power Man and Iron Fist one, and then we did we did another one. We did an Iron Man one. Yeah. That one with uh, when he was hanging out with K- Kazar. That sounds right. You are here to talk about a new project that you're working on. It's a Kickstarter project that is featured. Is looking at it right now, and it's called uh, "Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master," a 160-page comedy action graphic novel about a small-time crook who gets thrown into a mystical battle between good and evil. That is the elevator pitch, but I want to let you talk about it more in depth. Absolutely. Uh, as you know, we did before, uh, Long Gone Far Away was my first graphic novel I did with uh, Fernando Pinto, and uh, Starburns Press picked that up, so I've been working with them, and this next one will go on Starburns Press uh, once we get it funded. So it's nice to actually have a publisher kind of on board earlier, so I don't have to kind of shop it around or place it anywhere. This is another one that's kind of like near and dear to my heart. I wanted to get the same team together. So Fernando Pinto is going to be doing all the art. Troy Petrie and Dave Lamphere are going to be doing the lettering. And then we have a couple of new people like Brendan Wright is uh, going to come on board and he's actually going to be the editor. And he's from Dark Horse and he works with uh, Starburns Press right now. So, and Brandon's been great. He's um, He's been really, he actually worked on Long Gone Far once it went over to Starburns and tweaked some of the dialogue and really made some um, interesting and really good corrections. So he's a really good uh, editor. And he's uh, helping out with this Kickstarter, too. But this is one of those projects that, like, you know, I wanted to make a big, broad comedy with, like, you know, epic fights and martial arts and dragons and monsters. But it, as as I was writing again, the same thing with Long Gone Far Away, mm-hmm. it became a more personal story. It became more about, like, what if someone was angry all the time and they were angry at the world and they, uh, they just wanted to fight all the time? How would that uh, mesh with, like, an ancient philosophy, like, of Kung Fu? you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And I, I really thought about that. And I'm like, because everything, the way our society is now and with technology, it's like ever, we're all so instantly angry about everything. Oh, yeah. How would that reconcile with, you know, trying to find peace, especially if you're so far gone into anger, you know, you wonder like, well, what would it take to actually have you come back? Because anger and violence destroys everything. And as things crumble around you, I'd really like to see 
how somebody could be redeemed from that, but also in the middle of like this giant fight between uh, good and evil and, like I said, dragons and Chinese mythology. And uh, it's where one character just kind of finds himself in the middle of that, um, literally and figuratively. So I wanted to kind of put that out there. And I really wanted it to be uh, a big, epic, fun fantasy comedy story, but also a uh, personal one about uh, somebody's journey about why he's angry, how he got there, and how you can ultimately move away from anger and find peace in your life. So that was kind of the impetus. And that's when I, I thought, well, Kickstarter is the best way to do this again. You know, I, like your fans, the Comedy Film Nerds fans, all the fans, you know, they rallied together and made it happen. So I'm hoping for the same generosity again this uh, second time. Definitely. And uh, I definitely urge all of our uh, listeners uh, with us right now to uh, support uh, Chris's endeavor. And uh, we'll put a link to it on our, in our show notes. But why don't you go ahead and give everybody uh, what that uh, address would be or the easiest way for them to find this? Absolutely. There's two easiest ways. It's you go to kickstarter.com and just type in Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. I'm pretty sure there's not something with a, the same title or something similar. So that will be the only thing that will come up. The other place you could go if you just want to do a click, go to comedyfilmnerds.com and then click through there. It's on the homepage. Right on. And I just want to actually, I was looking through this and I wanted to maybe ask a few questions or just make a few observations about this. Please do. Please do. I love talking about it. This is your second project with uh, uh, Mr. Pinto. Yes. And he's got a very distinct art style. It's not, you know, super detailed, but it's detailed enough. And I like that a lot. What I love about it, too, is it's even if the story gets a little heavier, um, there's always that lighter tone in the artwork to let you know that this is always, you know, a uh, even though there's going to be heartfelt and poignant moments in it, it's it's going to be a comedy at its its heart. You're always going to be laughing along the way. Yeah, it is definitely you could tell right off the bat uh, from the panels you guys have up here already. Uh, there's. You know, just a lot of straight up jokes and, the, you know, the protagonist being, you could already kind of tell, like, that's his, that's who this guy is. You know, he's got a, you know, he's got an attitude or he's got, you know, he's got that snark in him or, or as you said, he's very angry. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, anger leads to sarcasm. Definitely dig that. And also something too, and I wonder if this is something that you as a writer kind of facilitate, just like on some of the pages, that are shown here like you guys have you have like these like it's almost like a camera effect but it's on a page i don't know how to describe it, but it's kind of like they're in warp speed yeah there's like a, a motion lines and motion blur yeah uh, fernando's so good at those he's really great at kinetic drawings well i'll say i mean there's also that, that right underneath that there's that part where uh, rick gets kicked and then you have the panel of him being woozy but it's blurred yeah so is that something that like as a writer you're like i yeah i want to see that and you 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 correct connect with uh fernando to get that in motion or it's a little broader and then um fernando basically just runs with it like i say well he's uh everything gets blurry for him and then fernando takes that and kind of interprets it and makes the panel his own which he did i'm like oh i love it yeah it's great i'm looking through here and uh i I'm intrigued by some of the folks that are on your team. I'm looking at your letterer group, and uh, they worked on something called Invasion from Wrestle from Planet Wrestletopia. Yes, as well as uh, well, which as a wrestling fan, as everybody knows who listens to the show, that's that's the only thing I ever talk about. I never shut up about it. Well, I, I will say this: that book is actually uh, on Starburns Press. If you buy the digital tier, you get all of those issues in the uh, in the tier. You get the whole Starburns Press library, so you get that book. So how did you hook up with Starburns? I know that I, I'm kind of putting it together that you and Graham, you know, being comedians that have been part of the, the L.A. scene are probably 
you know, you have a connection to, you know, Dino and the people over there. Is that kind of how that facilitated or was it something that they just happened to see and they were like, hey, you know, maybe we should we'd get together and do this? It was actually a mix of all of those things, which was really cool. Like, uh, you know, we had had Dino uh, on the podcast to talk about Trent and we had some comedy friends in common. And then Fernando actually did some artwork for Starburn. So he'd okay. already worked for them. And he thought it would be a good fit. And then uh, a friend of mine, Jackie Cation, who also did a um, part of their anthology over there, is like, oh, I'll send it over. And then when she sent it over, they replied back, oh, we already know about this book. <laughs> we, you know, everything moves slowly in Hollywood. But then after it kind of got put together, the uh, we're long going far away, then they put it up on their site. They, um, they're publishing it. They're actually going to publish another uh, hard uh, physical copy next year of the Starburns branding. That'll go into Amazon and, and the bookstores and the, the comic book stores. But one of the things I was really excited about Starburns is because of their studio. So they're actually taking Long Ago and Far Away and packaging it as a TV show. Oh, OK. I brought a showrunner in and we're going to actually go pitch it on uh, in January of next year, which will be really cool. So I'm hoping this, you know, that project will move forward even further and uh, get picked up as a TV show. So we're we're all hoping that will happen. And then I talked to them about this new book and they liked it. And they're like, yeah, you know, we just we don't have the resources to fund it. But, you know, if we can get it funded through Kickstarter, we'll publish it. So it was like, sounds good to me. Let's uh, let's try to get it done so we can uh, we can do it. So they made all these tiers that are Starburns exclusives, like the tour of Starburns. So you could see you know, how they make the animation, because they've done like Moral Oral and, and Anomalisa and HBO's Animals and Rick and Morty started there. I know it's in another studio now, but, uh, you know, if you go to the, the uh, their, their studios are amazing. They've yeah. got all these pets of stuff and it's, it's really, really cool. Is this something that maybe if, you know, one of the, either both of your projects or this particular project, the Kung Fu Master, or I'm sorry, Kung Fu, yeah, Kung Fu Dragon Master, would it be something that you might want to do as like a audio production of sorts, you know, considering how a lot of uh, podcasting these days, you know, people are really getting into that, you know, fictional, fictional podcasting presentations. I would actually say no. And the reason is, is because these particular projects, Long Gone Far Away and Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, they're very visual projects. Right. Um, you know, graphic novel, um, you know, live action. So I, I, as a podcast, it wouldn't work because you lose that whole dimension. But I think it's um, leaning into scripting. That's for podcasts. That's for sure what I've been exploring. I actually have a um, a horror podcast called uh, Conversations from the Abyss. I did uh, two seasons. I'm working on season three right now, and I've kind of leaned into it where I'm trying to kind of do something a little different with the medium where the only thing I love about podcasts is they can always go have like meandering conversations and they can go on tangents. They can come back. They could kind of go in a little different ways. But what if you applied that to like um, a horror twilight zone ish anthology model where it's still, you're still listening in on a conversation, but that conversation is very unsettling and off putting and you don't know where it's going to go. So that was kind of the impetus for Conversations from the Abyss. And I'm hoping to get to that third season um, as soon as I can. Are the other two seasons of that still up on uh, Apple and everywhere? They are, yeah. People can listen to them. Uh, and they're real short. They're like 15, 20 minutes each. There's uh, eight in each season. So you can blow through them really quickly. I got feedback from somebody once that, uh, yeah, I um, I was working late alone in my office and I shouldn't have listened to your podcast then. <laughs> That's what I, people say about our podcast too, but for different reasons. <laughs> so with regards to this uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master project, if folks are just fans of Marvel and DC, 
what in this project do you think would attract them? I think it's a mix of things. Like I love mixing and crossing genres. I think anyone who likes action, they like comedy, they like fantasy, they like monsters and creatures, and also uh, with a dose of philosophy and uh, some nice human connection. And ultimately, it's the things that a lot of good comic books do, regardless of whether they're superheroes or, or not. So I was trying to keep all those elements together. I mean, I would say it's probably a, a similar feel to like a uh, almost like a, a Marvel team up or like a something like an Avengers where there's big things going on. But then we also focus in on the characters as these things are happening, too. Well, I see you here. You mentioned uh, it for fans of uh, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. But imagine that. In like a Marvel tune one, so he's hanging out with Ben Grimm, and Ben Grimm's putzing around, being a slow jerk like he normally is, and Shang 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 Chi's got to do all the work or something, you know, just kind of like yeah. there's a fun dynamic there going on. Yeah, I mean the opening scene, I'll, I'll um, it, it's not in the sample pages, but the opening scene is Rick's basically in a fight club, and he can't wait to get in the ring. He's fighting, he's fighting, and you know his partner is uh, kind of like exchanging money and. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody takes a cheap shot at Rick after he turns around and he just loses it. Like he goes off and beats the crap out of this fighter. And then at the end, his buddy is uh, counting his money. I'm like, I can't believe you bet against me. I said, I didn't bet against you. I bet you would be disqualified. <laughs> That's awesome. So please check this out, everybody. Uh, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master on Kickstarter by uh, the great Chris Mancini. And uh, Fernando Pinto, you guys are going to love this. I think, uh, you know, long going far away. It's definitely a lot of fun. And Chris, you know, Chris and Fernando, you guys are a great team. You know, so I think you guys are going to, you know, knock it out of the park with this one too. And, and I want to point this out. uh, Mark Wade put over Chris Mancini. And you all know who Mark Wade is. Okay. And if Mark Wade's telling you he's good, then y'all should be listening to him. So, uh, if you go on the Kickstarter, you'll see exactly what he says. So I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Chris, is there anything else you want to promote? Uh, do you want you want to bring up uh, you guys? Of course, I know Chris primarily from the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, where I started as an intern. I was a uh, multiple time guest afterwards, and uh, you know I've just. I've always been very uh, grateful to have you and Graham in my life as just colleagues and friends. We're happy to have you uh, as well. And we're, uh, we were really um, excited and really, really elated just to see your progression from hanging out in the office to us to full-time <laughs> job actually in the podcasting space. Because at the time, Sean, there weren't as many as there are now. Man, that was like, back then it was like, there was jobs, but there really wasn't as many. Now it's like, there's freaking things flying all over the place. You know, everybody's got a studio and everybody's doing podcasts now. But uh, yeah, man, it was early on. And I definitely, you know, I, I owe it to uh, yourself and Graham, uh, Graham because uh, I met Chris Gore there. And that's how I got involved with uh, Pod Crash and, and then eventually Sideshow Network and everything. So I've always been uh, very grateful to be uh, to be working with you guys. So Comedy Filmers, though. Uh, you guys are wrapping up. Has it been an, wait? Has that been announced yet? It has been announced. Yes, yeah, we announced okay. it so people would kind of have some time, <laughs> and we, we needed some time to wrap things up. But uh, you know, fans have always uh, from other shows have told us that fans are not happy when you kind of leave it abruptly. Yeah, right. Just give people a couple of months, kind of wind things down, enjoy the episodes, and then 
We have one last show December 12th at the Dynasty Typewriter uh, Theater at the Hayworth Theater. And then uh, like a bunch of old guests will be there. It's going to be a ton of fun and then a reception. But the um, the Kickstarter actually ends December 10th, which is our last studio show. So I'm hoping I can go out with uh, the last show with a funded Kickstarter. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be some great, great news. It should be a really good week. So I'm hoping. So what episode is that you guys ending on? Like what episode number? It's well, we're saying it's six hundred, but we're not completely sure. Oh, okay. Well at least that's halfway to twelve hundred. Exactly. So, you know, that was probably the goal all along. But uh I also want to give a shout out to Chris and Graham. We're behind not only the LA Podcast Festival for many years, something that I've had a chance to you know be a part of in, in various facets, but also uh, Earbuds, uh, the podcast documentary, which, by the way, I don't know if, are you aware of this? It's on uh, Amazon Prime now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it got picked up by distributors, so it's everywhere. It's Amazon Prime, it's iTunes, and uh, On Demand, so you could kind of get it anywhere now. See, that's awesome because there's a lot of people that uh, I haven't been able to exactly share it with other than just, you know, having the DVD available. So now they could see my, you know, my, my, my cancer journey and whatever it is I'm doing on there, you know, being a podcasting jackass and uh, it's up there. But it's a, it's a fine documentary and uh, you guys uh, are going to dig it. And, uh, yeah, you know, please support Chris in this venture, guys. He's, he's doing some great stuff. Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. Definitely check it out. Chris, what's your uh, social media where people where can people find you? It is uh, social media is Chris J. Mancini. And then you could always uh, catch me at my website, uh, Chris J. Mancini online. But Twitter is usually the best place you could. I think my DMs are even open if you want to drop me a line there or just tweet at me. That's fine. Right on. All right, Chris. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Thanks again. Thanks so much, Sean. I really appreciate it. This was great. And, you know, I always enjoy hearing about bad comics for sure, because I've got some in my collection as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll have to have you on some other time, too, to maybe talk about some comics. And uh, we'll just do straight comics and just uh, have a blast with that. Sounds great. Jeff and Merck present Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer. Analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures and absorbing alcohol. We got kids with powers. We got villains with attitude. We got superhero guests, like all of them from the Marvel Universe. We have thematically appropriate beer reviews. We have good jokes and bad song parodies. One stop for all your Power Pack pod-pleasing procurements. And we got alliteration. Find Unpacking the Power of Power Pack wherever fine podcasts are played. Costumes on. All right, we're back here in Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. It is The New Titans, number zero, from October oh, 1994. Shit. This ain't your mama's titans. <laughs> no, no, this is uh, definitely not your mama's titans. And it is uh, one of our, one of the uh, zero books. I can't remember how many. Of the, I can't remember you have of the, a few of these. Well, I have a lot. Yeah, I kind of, one of, I'm kind of it's kind of one of the things where I want to get all of them because I just... They remind me of a of a time when you were young. When I was young, <laughs> when I was fourteen, and I was it, 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 they they have a special memory of these mm-hmm. kind of books because this is kind of around the time when I was getting into really getting into DC. I kind of feel like this uh, the the Zero Hour kind of put DC more on my radar. Mm. I feel like before I was more of like a Marvel guy, sure, and this kind of turn me over to more to dc because of i mean i like the zero hour story i know it's i know it's just another time crossover bullshit thing but uh i'm i'm always a fan of it so yeah. it's just that's just how it is but uh the new titans number zero october 1994 which features on the cover here we've got the new titans they're new and i mean kind of well I mean, this team is pretty. I mean, it's kind of like the team. There's a bunch. Of, well, first of all, there's a bunch of like 
temporal bullshit that they're they're really not addressing in this book, and that's fine because I don't want to address it either. But the team is kind of brand new, you know. I'm, you know, we're not looking at just Nightwing and. Uh, oh, but he's in this book. Don't you worry. Yeah, he's in this book to tell you that he's not going to be in this book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm here to leave. Yeah. Hi. Bye. <laughs> We have on the cover, we have Tara, mm. who was a part of the Teen Titans before yes. this. And, uh, of course, she turned on the Titans in the, the Judas contract. Yes, but not here. But not here. This is where she came back from the dead. I don't really understand exactly what her resurrection deal was. I don't know. I didn't bother with Kara. I just know she's here. She's here. And she's really into Beast Boy. And Who's Beast, not into her? Beast Boy's not, which is kind of weird because it was like in the, story, in the Judas contract story, it's like they're... You know, the, the relationship is supposed to be there between them two, and they don't really, uh, you know, obviously it, it ends pretty badly. Yeah. You know, uh, but here she is, and she, I reason I bring her up first because she's controlling the rock that uh, Arsenal is standing on. Yeah. And that's, you know, of course, uh, uh, Speedy or whoever, Red Arrow, but here he is uh, standing there in front with a gun because that's what he does. He doesn't do arrows anymore. He does guns. Guns, that's right. And then also... The arrows are stupid. Well, it's weird. This is a weird setup because it's like you wonder like... So they're just kind of exploding out. So they're only standing on the rock. Uh, and then we have Beast Boy in the background. But, but he kind of looks like a swamp thing. Yeah. Because he's just green and it looks like he has like hair coming off of his shoulders. Like spike hair. <laughs> That's what he, it looks like, he looks like a plant. He doesn't look like Beast Boy. Yeah, he's kind of doing like, like something's going on with his mutation or his powers that he's like creating. I'm being clawed. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's creating these uh, nightmarish visions or whatever that he's turning into like these, just these goopy monsters. Yeah. Or swamp things. And he's like, I just realized that he's not like standing on the rock, but he's actually just standing in the back being gigantic. Yeah. Because he's got like these. Weird ass feet in the background. Yeah. So then we have him, and he's on. Uh, yeah. So he's on one side, and then on the other side we have Damage, uh-huh. who at the time uh, just got his own book, and uh, of course Damage is related to, uh, I believe, the Atom, not not the Ray Palmer, but the Golden Age Atom. Okay. And so he's got like these like energy based powers. Yeah. And uh, this drawing of him is terrible. It's really bad. Because he's looking all jacked up, but he's got this small Eddie Furlong head <laughs> just, <laughs> just sitting right there. But he just, but all the rest of him is just huge. Yeah. And then in the front, we have, uh, running towards us, we have Impulse. Yes. Who most of you already know is yeah. sh- the, the shittiest Flash. Shittiest, shittiest Flash. Was that a hot take from Yes. Sean? The hottest take. The hottest of takes. The hottest of takes. And then uh, next to him is Mirage, who for some reason is also changing into uh, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Yeah, and I kind of felt like, because he shows up at the end of this book, so I was like, is that how they're telling us that he's in this book too? I don't really know what his relationship is. I don't I, get it. something happens to him in the next issue apparently, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know, because they're talking about like needing a leader, and then all of a sudden he's... Anyway, we'll talk about it. So we start off, the issue is called uh, The Changing Order, and... I'm assuming we're in some politician's office. No, we're in uh, Sergeant Steele's office. Oh. So Sergeant Steele... Is he a politician uh, now? I don't know. He's just like I think he's some sort. He's some sort of government dude. Yeah, government dude. And he's got he's got a metal hand. 
Yep. Smoking a yep. cigarette with a metal hand. Yep, that's what you do. That's what you do. And he like he's talking to a shadowy figure who is obviously Nightwing, and Nightwing is just holding the flag in front of his crotch. No, the like, flag's over here. It looks like no, he's no. holding the flag. He's no, he like... is holding the flag. So the flag is on... Wait, go back. flag is on a pole, and he's just holding it. Why? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to hide a boner. I was going to say know. maybe he's got, maybe he's got like a hard on. He's like, I'm he's sorry, like, I, got, I can't let any, I can't let the the readers of this book see my hard dick. And I can't turn around because the Sergeant Steel will see my dick. So I'm just going to hold this flag in front of it. Well, at least he's getting good, Sergeant Steel's getting a good view of that ass. <laughs> That's true. The best ass in the in the, the best in ass comics. in comics. There it is. He's standing there with this thing in front of his. You know, he's holding this flag or whatever, and he's telling Steel. He's like, you know, he's like, okay, well. You know, this is, you know, Arsenal, you know, has like these, you know, gave me these names of these kids who are going to be the new team. And Nightwing's like, yeah, well, we were, yeah, whatever. We were kids when we started. So, you know, chill out. And then we jump to the Night Titans on a mission. Yeah. And I think we're in a warehouse here. Of course. And we have Coven. And Slag. And her husband, Slag. Oh, yeah, that's right. Slag, which is British slang for slut. Just want to put that out there. Covenant slut. Covenant slut. However, I and he, like, Slag is like this big, besuited guy. He's in this big iron suit. Yeah. Uh, she looks typical 90s in the most ridiculous way. She has a very pointless, like... She's headband, got, like comlink of sorts. She's got know. like one shoulder pad armor thing. <laughs> one shoulder, no. one knee pad armor thing, and like a bodysuit with like many. Wait, why belts. did she only have one knee pad? I don't know. She's only got one knee pad. Does I mean, she like, unless it's behind that speech bubble. No, no, she's like, only got one knee pad. She only has one know. metal knee pad. Is that like just the only? Is it's that, like is, Kyrie saying. It's true. Well, here's the thing. I don't understand because also I looked it up. Coven. Is like fire. He's got like plasma bursts or whatever. She's Coven. No, Slag. I'm sorry. Slag has yeah. plasma bursts. Coven, I don't know what the fuck she does. No. She wants she to be a witch. She wants to be a witch. She has a knee pad that's shiny and metal. Only one. Maybe she knees dudes in the dick with it. Maybe. That's her power. I actually would like to take this picture of the two of them together and Photoshop our faces on it. I was it. thinking that. I was actually, I was actually just Husband thinking. Husband and wife team. I could wear a pointless outfit. I was thinking this could be... Considering that my face doesn't do well with face paint now, as we've uh, discovered. Yeah, I can't do face paint for you anymore, babe. Here's our next couple's costume. <laughs> We're going to make this. I get to wear one knee pad? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's how people will know that you're Coven. No one will know that I'm Coven. I don't think anybody knows who Coven is. But that's the best part. We're so do going... I run around and just go, I want to be a witch? Or like... We just go around kneeing dudes in the dick with your one knee pad. Well, I already do that. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't but I'm just going to wear like a bunch of plates on me yeah just a bunch of metal and like stuff. random red accents yeah right also tubing he has tubing he's like give me the red tubes i want to be a witch they're working for the crime lord who is uh Seems great oh no that's beast boy yeah they're working for the crime lord and uh they're giving some shit to a guy who like one of the members of the triad or something sure, and whatever. there's some sort of Kerfluffle with the yeah. triad. Basically nefarious generic shit. But in bursts uh Gar 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 and he's you know, he comes in but he's just he's, It's like his powers are going nuts. Well he's like the shape of like a bunch of faces and yeah, two, he, two he's monsters. Not really, he's not really a beast. He's 
a lot of eyes and some faces and then like the very i don't know if he's changing into this like angler fish with tentacles yeah right there's there's it's almost like he's lost control of his power and he's well the thing is he's sitting there like you know thinking to himself it's like why am i so angry what's going on i'm like bro yeah i mean he's even saying like glop gurgle whatever and then there's, you know, fire. He, he does a thing where it's like, yeah, where the slag guy shoots him off, shoots off a, a fire burst, and he starts yelling at him. So, you know, uh, Gar, uh, Garfield starts yelling at him. He's like, look at me and see the faces of your torment. Like, he's doing, like, a pedant stare yeah, kind of like bullshit. He, he's all fucking... He went emo, man. Yeah, This he is did. Garth's... Gar's... Gar's goth phase. Does he, like... He's gonna go read some... Also, he farts. Yeah, I thought he farted at this guy's face. He farts in his mouth. Ew. Because, like, he's... One of his tentacles, like, gives off, like, a gas, and the... the, I think it's Slag, because Slag's helmet comes off. Yeah, it's Slag. And Slag's like, ew, poison. I would also just like to point out the way Coven's ass is drawn in that bottom panel. Oh, yeah, she's she's splaying. Which is really upsetting, because it's like... It's almost like she has ass implants. But right. they're bad ones. Well, it's also kind of questionable where her vagina might be. Well, not only that, but like when you do the splits like that, you don't just have like still perfect ass cheeks in the yeah. middle. They yeah. move. I don't know. Have you seen uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme do the, do the splits? I mean, I have, <laughs> but I'm assuming that from this angle, it doesn't look like two perfect bubbles. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm underestimating Jean-Claude Van Damme's ass. So basically, yeah, they they subdue him, and uh, the uh, Coven subdues him with her weapons, and then we jump to one knee pad. Yeah, and then we jump to uh, the shopping mall beneath the World Trade Center, where uh, Arsenal and was there a shopping mall beneath the World Trade Center? Oh, there's a lot of stuff. There was a lot of stuff in the World Trade. I know there was a train station. Yeah, I didn't know there was a mall. Yeah, he's there. Damage and Arsenal are there, and they're fighting a bunch of robots. I don't know exactly what these robots are, but they're apparently like terrorists. But they're terrorist robots, robots. And I kind of look at them in like Sentinels. Yeah, I mean, from the X Men, I realize it's not the same universe, but that's kind of the vibe they're giving me. They're like the Sentinels of their assholes. Yeah, well, the Sentinels are assholes. (laughs) So, and they also are in DC. Yeah, and and he's just like trying to fight them, and then they're kind of like getting the better of him one of them that's chasing him is just like hitting a wall over there in the corner at the bottom oh yeah that's, it's yeah. just like it stopped pursuing him and just decided to start punching a wall he's like he's chest bumping the wall yeah and then he's like trying to tell this robot that he's gonna explode right because uh damage has like you know he's gone those characters that has like a bunch of built-up energy, and, like, he has sure. to, like, expel it after a certain amount of time. But right now, that's not accurate, because he's like, oh, you're not buying it, huh? Yeah. And and so they they fight. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of uh, shit being destroyed. And they're also working for the this... The ceiling cli- is being destroyed. Right, and they're working for this crime, crime lord uh, fellow, and they're just in Everyone's there. Everyone's working for a crime lord. Yeah, they're... The only employers in this town. They're saying something, like, because all of a sudden there's, like, a... Th- I think he's got... There's robots are European, because, like... Robots. He's the one of those robots starts cutting the promo, and he's like, your people have laughed while the Mideast to Africa and Eastern Europe burned with war, and then, like, some, like, ro- some voice in his head is like, stop giving off the crime lord, apparently. He's like, stop doing doing exposition he's like okay and then shut up uh arsenal stabs one of these robots in the neck explode you know knocks off one of their helmets uh kills a bunch of i'm assuming support beams like we've got rocks and concrete everywhere. oh yeah the, 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 the 
it's kind of disturbing. Yeah, with the disturbing. being in the World Trade Center and just like a bunch and, of robots and, and knocking. Shit's just falling down. And, yeah, right. And rubble, and you're just like, oh, that's that's not cool. Yeah, and they start for some reason they start uh, ruining these uh, the train station underneath. This is where this is actually where I love Arsenal doing. A, he's jumping over the turnstiles, oh, but he's yeah. kind of he's kind of doing like a. Uh, like a cool guy jump over the turn. He's doing like a like he's kind of doing like a like a jumping jack. Yeah, over yeah, yeah. It. It's just really it's really odd. Yeah. Um. He does it later too, but not like that. Right. Yeah. And so now we jump back to the the warehouse, and uh, you know they got Cutter. they got they got they got uh you know Beast Boy indisposed. And that's when Terra and Mirage Mirage show up, and so they start like attacking them. Terra's throwing rocks on people. It also, this right here looks like Beast Boy is about to take fire right up the ass. Yeah, right? Because, uh, uh, Tara is just like, oh, Beast Boy, I love you so much. Oh my God, open those baby greens. But there's like this big, huge fire. Don't burn his dick. It looks like it's headed right for his dick. And she's just like, oh no, Beast Boy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like her just talking about how much she loves Beast Boy while yeah. she's trying to like kill all these other people. She also says, oh, garbage. Where? Right there at the very bottom. Oh, she says, oh, garbage. Oh, okay. She says, oh, garbage. Instead of, oh, shit, it's, oh, garbage. I thought she was, that was her name for Gar. That's what I thought she was talking about. I was like, oh, you you call him garbage? Is so, that your sweet nothings? So apparently we they, they, the Slag and uh, Coven get away and they go to retreat. And uh, they have to go meet the crime lord. And the crime lord, who apparently just appears as a red caped figure of sorts hey you fucked up but we got the wrong intel so i'm not gonna hold you accountable for this fuck up but you know you better do this thing next thing right and then we uh have some other bs going on with the with the titans because they're a new team so they don't really know they're a new team and gar is just like dude tara no yeah gar is being really emo yeah oh yeah he went goth also i don't understand what the hell mirage does because uh, she doesn't do anything in this fight. Either she, is she the one who's got the green thing? Where is that green thing? Her? No, that's Coven. No, that's Coven shooting. I shooting don't the know rock. what Mirage does. You're she right. does I absolutely no nothing. Idea. And then she's only thing she's doing here is she's uh, wearing uh, earrings that have the T have a T. They're shaped like a T. I thought they were crosses. The I thought they were crosses too, but no, she's wearing the, the official Titans earrings. Um, and they get a call from uh, Arsenal, so they have to go catch up with him. They're back at the we're back at the World Trade Center, and this is where um, Impulse shows up, and he's being all teenagery and silly. Yeah, and he's jumping around. I hate Impulse. Yeah, um, he kind of sucks. Yeah, he sucks ass. Because he's hanging out with uh, what's his face? Damage. Yeah, he's he's doing he's he's doing a pretty good job knocking you know getting these robots out. Mm. And apparently you know he's like, well you know I'm the shittiest Flash. We get this notice that it's like, well he thinks it's a game because he grew up in a virtual reality world. Yeah, whatever. Whatever the fuck that means. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. You know, Damage was actually buried in a bunch of rocks, <laughs> and he's just like. Which somehow didn't kill him because he's not invulnerable. I I don't know. I mean, he's just got a bunch of power and Comic stuff. Comic books. But, you know, I mean, if you rock, a bunch of rocks fall on your head. You should die. You should die. No. But he's fine. He joins back the fight, but he's you know, his energy is, like, really building up. Right. And this is where, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Impulse has to take him out to, like, the middle of the fucking ocean. Yeah. And leave him there so he can explode. And not fuck up the World Trade Center. Not the fucking World Center, yeah. He shouldn't, yeah, he shouldn't do that. And then they uh, head back to, they just, they all meet up 
and people are you know everybody's everybody's just tense yeah everybody's just tense you know you got uh you know you got titans yelling at each other they run into arsenal over here well, Arsenal... He's wearing Ar- sweet sunglasses. He is. He's kind of doing like he's the... He's fucking Magnum the, he's, P.I. He's kind of doing like the... Like they're down on his nose, kind of like he's like looking at a babe or something. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. It's like, you know, Tom Cruise pulling him down in like an old movie. Oh, it's Risky Business. It's Risky Business. It's 100% Risky Business. It's Risky Business starring Arsenal. But Tara's like, well, it's like, okay, what's well, like the Breakfast Club? You're this, I'm that, you know. And, and everybody's like, shut up. She calls Gar a... Um, Keanu Reeves with chest hair. Does Keanu Reeves not have chest hair? I think he manages chest hair. He's got a nice beard. I'm certain he can manage chest I'm hair. I'm assuming that if we see Keanu Reeves without a shirt, he may have waxed or shaved. I don't know. I'm certain. Well, I'm certain for, 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 yeah, probably for aesthetically, aesthetic movie well, purposes. For, for movie purposes. I'm sure real Keanu Reeves is just fucking like, this is what I got, bro. Yeah. So they get a notice. They get a head, heads up from Sergeant Steel. And Sergeant Steel is like, look. I got you guys. You know, the original Teen Titans Tower isn't around. I got you like old school dormitory on Princeton or on Princeton it kind University. Kind of like a train station, to be or honest. Or train with you. station. <laughs> An old library. Yeah. Well, it used to be. It says it used to be a train station. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. what it looks like. <laughs> uh, it used to be a train station in the '30s. After it was closed, it was turned over to the national parks, and the president had them turn it over to us. So Slick Willie was like, oh, man. <laughs> Trump's not tights. giving shit to these people. Anyway, so they're like, oh, man, we got the sweet new digs. You know, we've got... We got this stupid T-shaped table that doesn't do anybody any good. That table looks stupid. It is stupid. But, uh, yeah, apparently it costs $2 billion to rebuild the inside of this uh, thing. And they even have like can't a... can't afford health care. No. No, fuck nope. that. Fuck healthcare, but don't you worry. Here's two billion dollars to build this stupid table. The stupid table for a team that's only probably gonna be together for like not even a year. Yeah, no. A bunch of these jabronis, uh, and they got a gym, they got a pool, they got a apparently a, like a sub. Yeah, they got all sorts of with stuff. sub that costs four million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> they're spending way too much money, and this is like a 1994 money. Yeah. That's how many billions in 1994? Hey, hey Clinton, the, the economy was doing good. The economy was doing great. But could you imagine, like, what is that today's money? $18 billion. Yeah. Money Jeff Bezos wouldn't sneeze at. Jeff Bezos funds. It's, it's Jeff Bezos' money. Jeff Bezos funds the Titans. Yeah, that sounds right. So uh, then we get like an aside where a senator gets vopped. Like he turns into like fucking dust because like a like a Zeppelin Oh yeah, there's a over. fucking, I forgot about this. There's a Zeppelin in this book and you're like, wait, where are we again? Well, apparently Deathstroke tried to assassinate Bill Clinton. With a Zeppelin? No, oh. but apparently in Should the- Should have been a Zeppelin. In the uh, Deathstroke the Hunted, the zero issue of his book- um, but apparently it was the machinations of the crime lord that were behind it. Mm. So it didn't really do anything. But the senator's up there and he's like, well, okay, you know, he tried to kill Slick Willie. I ain't going to stand for that shit. I'm going to bring him to justice. And then, like, uh, the crime lord shows up with, uh, you know, with, in his Zeppelin, Zeppelin? Yeah. and just vops oh, them. Didn't we read a Zeppelin book? Yeah, it was the one with uh, Batman. Oh, that's and right. And Jersey. That's right. And then we're back with uh, Nightwing, who's done fondling the flag. Yeah, he's done. You know, he's he's back. I think we're going back to the beginning. Yes, we're back where we started. And he's like, "These Titans are gonna be dope. Don't don't worry about it." And he's he's like, "I'm gonna go." Steel's like, "Okay, okay." He's like, "I'm not gonna be there." He's like, well, "Aren't you gonna lead?" He's like, "I've re- led too many of these teams." 
I'm out. I'm not gone, Steel. I'm just taking a well-deserved vacation. Vacation, all I really want. So don't worry. Nightwing's not going to be in this book. Yeah. But then, so he jumps out a window. (laughs) You see his dumb ponytail in the shadow. Wait, does he have the ponytail still? Look at the last panel. Oh, yeah. See it? Yeah, you didn't really see the ponytail because he's always facing us. But now there's a ponytail. And and the thing is, is I think this is technically a mullet because he's got like the bangs in the front. Oh, yeah. No, he's just just pulling the back. He's just pulling the mullet back a little bit. Yeah. Just tying that back. Nightwing has a mullet. Oh, yeah. It's the 90s. And in in 1994, though, (coughs) wasn't mullet more like an... 80s thing it was but you can still rock them all in the 90s we're still we're not you know questionable we're it's mid 90s then once you start grunge getting to hasn't well grunge should just be happening grunge is so once grunge starts well, happening died you're oh so it, then then the mullet is out you can't do a mullet anymore after grunge you got to have unwashed, stringy boy hair. He didn't get the memo. No, he didn't. Kirk Cobain's dead by now. Yeah, R.I.P.D. Yeah. So, and then we go to space. Now we're in space, and there's like floating DNAs, and and Kyle Rayner, and and there's narration boxing. Apparently, he's being followed by these DNAs. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on here. Talking about the asteroid field in the vicinity of Oa, once proud home of the Guardians of the Universe. Blah, blah, blah. Green Lantern destroyed him? I don't know. Uh, it's it's really kind of It doesn't confusing. matter. And Kyle Rander's here. There you go. Kyle Rander's here, and then... End of the book. That's it. And it says, next issue, the final change. And we get a... Uh, let's see here. The new Titans suffer their first setback when the betrayal of one of their own leaves them defenseless. Witness the final change and realize the Titans won't ever be the same. Dun, dun, dun. It's a new book. They're not... What? Mm. So, yeah, that's it for the New Titans number zero. I do really just want to point out here. The Ray. The Ray. Because they, have, they don't really have a lot of ads. Which we have read. Uh, Not we have, this issue, but. We have, yeah, we've done the Ray before. Um, but they have this this uh, ad for the Ray for this for a series. And it just has like a, it's like, read it. It's good for you. And it has like a nutrition facts. And it has a totally fat, 100%. Fat with a P-H-A-T. Yeah. Uh, action, 75%. Fights. 32%. Wouldn't action and fights be in the same thing? Mm, no, because it could be like a car chase. That's oh, not that's technically true. a fight. Uh, okay, so fights, 32%. Adventure, 38%. Humor, 62%. I think that's you know debatable. I, that, I remember reading the Ray. I don't I remember laughing. I think it was that funny. And honestly, I would rather have my fights percentage and my humor percentage switched. Yeah. Give me 62% fights and then 32% humor. Give me a joke. Uh, zero calories, though. Oh, well, that's good. I can eat this. Yeah, is it gluten-free? <laughs> I, you know is what? Is it vegan? I, I don't know. Is it made of kale? This issue of the Ray <laughs> is made out of recycled kale. Guest stars, 24%. Villains, 80%. These, these, uh, these percentages are shitty. Yeah, and boredom, 0%. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've read this. We've read the, We've the read Ray. We've read the Ray. It's not that exciting. It's not that bad. It's an it's it's a nineties book. It's the definition of meh. 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 That's it for the New Titans number zero, October nineteen ninety four. Do you want to find out what's going on with the New Titans after this? I mean, I have so many other things to read, so probably not. I'm the same way. You know. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I feel like it was. I was interested to catch up on this just to see, like, it's a zero issue. So I was like, yeah, let's see what's going on here. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm good. All right. Nightwing's cool. out there fondling flags. and I don't know what Tara's just, 
I don't know what Tara Tara's got these weird. You see, I just noticed her boots. Look how big her boots are. She's got like giant Uggs. Yeah, it's like, and she's got really skinny legs, and it's just weird looking. This is another zero book. Maybe we'll get to another one. I don't sure. Know. Anyways, want to thank Chris Mancini for joining us this week. Please check out uh, the Rise of the Kung Fu Master on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. and uh, please support him. He is uh, a good friend of the show and just a cool guy. Yeah. And uh, really create... Support indie creators. Yeah, please support indie creators and uh, definitely support Chris. He is a, a smart, creative dude. We uh, we love him here. So please find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Angry Hero Sean on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find my X-Files reviews uh, jenstansfield.wordpress.com. I promise I will write some soon. I've been a little lax lately, but we've had shit going on. And you can find us on Facebook, Worst Collection Ever, and email the show, worstcollectionever at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and tell your friends. So that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye.